everyone, and welcome to Sort of My Podcast, possibly the most important episode of Sort of My Podcast ever. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human. This is episode 80, and it is the interview I got with Kevin Conroy. And this is not your typical interview. I uh, I can't say that I've seen a lot of one-on-one interviews with him, but I've seen a lot of panels involving him, and I can't say that I've ever been privy to any of this information in the past. Uh, It may already be out there. I may not be breaking any ground here, but I'm super happy with the way this interview went because you know what? The man has talked about Batman enough. It's time to talk about the man, and that's what you're going to hear in this episode. Guys, I lost it after this interview. I I kept my composure. I walked away, and and I, I said thank you. I walked away, and I did the whole thing. I got so far before I started talking to myself. It's insane. Like, I lost it. I was looking around for my friends. And I, I held on to, to the paper, the the notebook that I had all of my notes and uh, and questions written on. And I, I didn't realize I was still holding this until shortly after meeting up with Alpha Spectre James Odell and Mark Webb. Uh, it, it was just such a great experience to meet someone so important to me. It's, it's, it's great. You're going to hear it right now. Let's turn it over to myself and the man, the Batman, Kevin Conroy. Hey guys, I am standing here today with a uh, voice actor of a small indie vigilante project from the 90s. Uh, you guys might know him, Kevin Conroy. Uh, he and I go way back, 1978, how to pick up girls. You know how it is. Oh my God, where did you dig that up? Uh, well, uh, first, I, w- I just want to talk to you a little bit about your secret origins. I want to know how you got into acting, uh, what led you down this path, and eventually got you into voice acting uh, off of your television appearances. Wow. Well, I actually got into acting in public school. Uh, as, a, as a kid, I went through Catholic schools, and then we moved, and um, the, the town we moved to uh, didn't have Catholic schools, so I went into the public school system, and I had a really hard time adjusting. And this was in... Uh, sixth or seventh grade and um, there was a wonderful woman who was the English teacher who ran the school drama program this is in junior high school and she invited me to uh, audition for the play and I was a real misfit I did not fit in I was having a real problem adjusting from the discipline of Catholic school to the free form of public school I just didn't know how to handle it and I found such a safe harbor in the, in the plays, in the theater, uh, which I'd never been to as a kid. Uh, I just discovered it through this wonderful English teacher. And um, and that was really my saving grace. I mean, I was headed to sort of low-level classes because I was having such a hard time adjusting. And once I got into the theater program, they realized I didn't have learning problems. I had I had behavioral problems because of the background I had, and it was through acting and theater and um, the excitement of discovering characters that I really blossomed. And I ended up getting advanced placement courses and graduating high school a year early, and was like an A student. It was a really amazing example of how a teacher can save a kid. Yeah, pay attention to that one, kids. Yeah, for sure. And I ended up um, graduating high school early, year old. Uh, got a scholarship to go to Juilliard. Um, moved to New York when I was seventeen. 
and got my first apartment and have been supporting myself ever since as an actor. Uh, you, so. you actually had a lot of uh, work there in the mid-80s, uh, for sure. I, I noted here, uh, you really seemed to take off once you uh, got Chase uh, Kendall for Search for Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it was which, my first television role. Yeah. Uh, what was it like working on a, uh, a, a soap opera that had been on since the 50s? I know. It's the oldest soap. Yeah. Well, um, it was it was pretty, pretty crazy, actually. Uh, the, no, the first soap I did was Another World. Okay. And that was shot out in the Brooklyn studios. I had done Death Trap, the Broadway tour, for a year. And I thought I'd died and gone to heaven because I was making $800 a week, which was like, to me, a million dollars. Right. It was unbelievable. And then I got um, Another World, and they were paying me $800 a day. Wow. And I was like, holy mackerel. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. You can't beat that. No, I know. <laughs> At least and, and this was in, you know, like 1981, 80. So that's when I started doing theater as a television as well as theater. But, I, you know, I, I trained to be a theater actor. That's what I was going to do. Right. And then I realized as soon as I got in Death Trap, I was on a Broadway tour. And I was, you know, thought I thought I was making big money. And I realized it's barely enough to pay the rent in New York, you know. So you just can't make a living doing only theater. You just can't do it. So, you so I started very... doing television right away, yeah, uh, as well as theater, and did work for Joe Papp at the Public Theater. I uh, did Broadway, um, a wonderful, the first Richard Greenberg play on Broadway, uh, Eastern Standard with Patricia Clarkson, and um, did, did with Donald Sutherland. I did Lolita on Broadway. So yeah, I've had a lot of experiences. Uh, Worked with Jack O'Brien at the Old Globe in San Diego and Joseph Papp in the Public Theater in New York. I did a production of Midsummer Night's Dream with William Hurt at the Public and um, a production of Hamlet for Joe. So I've done, I've done a lot of theater and uh, I happened to be in LA doing a pilot for a show and um, they were auditioning for this new animated series over at Warner Brothers. I didn't even know Batman had never been an animated show. It was the first animated character I ever auditioned for. 27 years later, I'm still doing it. <laughs> you, you got one Batman role, hard right into all Batman. Is that crazy? <laughs> it crazy. is fascinating. But like I said to you yesterday when I met you, when you're that good at it, you know? Well, it was not? kind of a hand and glove thing. It was just the right actor for the right role. Right. I just fit into that character. So was it just a normal casting process? Or yes. there some sort of story behind it? Completely normal. Well, actually, I found out that the reason Andrea Romano brought me in, the reason she even knew I existed, because they'd seen over 500 people. They were trying to find the right voice for Batman and just couldn't find it. Because, you know, they always know what they want when they hear it, but they never know what to tell you because they don't know what they want until they hear it. But when they hear it, they go, that's it, that's the sound. But they don't know it because everyone goes in and says, what are you looking for? They never can tell you what they're looking for because they can't verbalize it. It always happens with auditions. So... The reason I was brought in was because uh, a wonderful guy named Anthony Borneo, who was a casting director in New York, specialized in theater, he knew my work. I didn't even know him, but he was a fan of my theater work. And because uh, I did a lot of off-Broadway, and Anthony recommended me to Andrea. I didn't know this at the time. I thought I was just called in out of the blue. And uh, I went in and did a cold dream. Wow. And it was just improvising on the spot. And I, they hired me on the Oh, spot. they didn't even have sides for you or anything? No. Wow. No, I just went in and did a cold dream. <laughs> wow. So, so you kind of created your Batman right there on the spot. In That's the fascinating. It actually, you mentioned uh, Midsummer's Night uh, Dream, which yeah. was also a television movie you did. Yeah, they recorded um, it. Yeah. Uh, what was your part in that again? I was um, 
Lysander, yes. one of the lovers. Now, was this Christine Baranski was Helena, um, Deborah Rush was Hermia, and Bill Hurt was Oberon. And a new little actor that no one had ever heard of before named Emmanuel Lewis. Wow. Was, uh, was uh, the, the sprite, was the sprite. <laughs> so um, we're getting a little bit of his secret origins here, yeah, too. Exactly. Yeah, uh, A little bonus. Uh, so is that, uh, Lysandra, was that a part you had played in the Broadway or, uh, or off-Broadway? Oh. I did it off-Broadway for uh, John Hausman in the acting company. We did a production off-Broadway of uh, Midsummer, yeah. and, and in that one I actually did. No, and actually, that one I did Oberon. Okay. It's Oberon in that production. Okay. I, not I, a lot of Shakespeare. <laughs> um, uh, is, that, is that a preference for you? or is that I love doing Shakespeare. Okay. It was just the first thing I did. It was the first thing I knew. Right. So it was sort of like comfort food for me. Um, but I haven't done it in 30 years. Do you ever think that you might go back to the theater, do anything like that? I would that? love to, but it's just hard to carve the time out for it. It takes a lot of time. Right. Uh, but I would love to. The last and, play I did was the last play that Arthur Miller did in New York before he died called The Last Yankee. And I played the lead in it for Arthur um, off Broadway. And I, I had a wonderful time. Now, I mean, obviously, Batman keeps you pretty busy, uh, and they're always coming up with new stories to doubt. You've got, uh, what is it, Justice League versus the Fatal Five yeah. coming up? It's coming up next week. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited, and uh, I, I have the DC Universe app, so I will be one of the viewing audience for sure. Uh, but uh, is there anything Marvel that's ever interested to you, or have they ever approached you for anything? Never. Never, Never once. But Wolverine would be a great character to I play. I could absolutely <laughs> hear you doing yeah, Wolverine. Yeah, I could, I could do Wolverine. That would be fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I hope someone from Marvel's listening. Yeah. <laughs> this thing, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that uh, last thing I want to ask you is, uh, Kevin, what gets you out of bed in the morning? Like outside of Batman, coming to these conventions, like what, what keeps Kevin Conroy occupied in his personal life? I, I'm a painter. You're a painter. I, I uh, work with oil paint. It's my passion and my hobby. Um, I also love to work with my hands. I love woodworking. I, I restore, I've restored a number of old houses. So wow. I love anything to do with crafts, painting, woodworking, that kind of stuff. Well, I know who exactly I want to call if I ever need some work done around that. <laughs> I don't know if I can afford you, but yeah, really. that would be great. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Sure. Uh, I mean, you've probably heard it a thousand times here, but you you are the voice of Batman for many thank of us. I know the so guy much. ahead of me was telling you about how you got him through uh, his, his yeah, uh, mother's death and everything. It was a tough time for him. So you touch a lot of people, and I just want to say thank you for that. Thank you. See what I tell you, such a good interview, such a great man, just so uh, so easy to talk to him too. Like, I don't know how I kept my composure doing that whole thing. Somehow I did, uh, and it just went great. I do want to apologize for the audio. Man, I don't have a lot of experience in doing this in, in, in settings like that. I was recording on a cell phone because I was like, oh man, do, do I bring the whole rig? Do I bring the microphones and have him hold them? In retrospect, Maybe that wouldn't have been the worst thing. Maybe it would have looked a little more professional, too. I don't know. It would have been a whole thing, though. And uh, <laughs> adjusting levels and everything. And I didn't think I had that much time with him. Uh, I could have held the cell phone and maybe gotten a little closer to his voice. Because the man is much taller than I am. And that is why you can hear me 
far better than you can hear him. But he's also uh, kind of a, he's a steady spoken guy too. So, so that's another reason. And, and you know, he wasn't doing voiceover work here. He wasn't trying to put it on for us. But anyways, <laughs> those are my bevy of excuses as to why the audio was not great. Uh, I, I enlisted the help of Sean King on this one as well. Unfortunately, I, I just was not happy with how robotic some things came out sounding. He got all the background noise out, which is what I asked, and he was doing it while drastically sick too so man so much thanks to everything he did on this but i had to take it back i had to walk it back and and fuck with it on my own and i i i put a lot of time into this thing days into this thing not a collective of days but over multiple days i've been working on this thing little by little just trying to get it right where i liked it up until the point where a dangerous amount of time was left. I, I gotta go watch WrestleMania tonight, so I, I only have so much time before that, which, hey, uh, WrestleMania recap episode in the near future. Uh, hopefully I'll get Stuart Perkins. I haven't asked him yet, so <laughs> maybe he's hearing this now, and, and uh, that's how he'll find out. I don't know, but Wow, so, so great doing this interview. Uh, I really hope you guys heard it clearly. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I, I just, I just love this man's work as Batman. I found out a lot about his past work just studying for this interview. Uh, it, it, it was, it was really great. And that guy, that guy I was talking about at the very end there, who was telling him about, uh, the tragedy that had been fallen him. I, I actually, after asking Kevin the day before for the interview, uh, ran into him on the way back because Odell and I were babbling back and forth. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. We're going to interview Kevin Conroy. And this guy overheard him. And I hope he listens to this interview. I passed him a card. I don't know if he ended up subscribing or what, but I hope he hears this interview. Man, if you're listening, comment down below. Tell me what this was about. And everyone else, comment below. Tell me what you thought about this interview, about about the man himself. What did you learn about this man, Kevin Conroy, uh, in this interview? And here comes the part, everyone's favorite part. Everyone knows it. Everyone loves it. Like this episode if you liked it. Subscribe if you loved it. You're checking this out somewhere while here. Why not like, comment your thoughts again? Uh, like I said before, share this episode, please. If any of our episodes are shareable, it is this one. Share this episode. Hit that bell on YouTube if you want to know when the newest episodes are up. Like our nerd news page, Sort of My Comics, on Facebook and follow Sort of My Podcast on Instagram. Check out Subject to Change Entertainment on Facebook and Twitter. And all of our personal social media is down in the description below. Guys, my name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human. Cue that vengeance. Cue that night. Cue that outro music. Thank <laughs> you.